Good vibrations, take one. You're listening to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program, sponsored by Endless Summer Hi, this is Brian Wilson, and you're listening to Good Vibrations with David Beer. Hi, welcome to episode 27, and today you're going to get to hear an excerpt of my conversation with Mike Love that appears in the fall 2019 edition of Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine, Collector's Edition, dedicated to Mike's almost entire solo career. And it reaches back into the past and covers uh, his first two unreleased solo efforts that he was working on simultaneously in the late 70s in the fall. In fact, in the fall of 78, uh, First Love, produced by Paul Farzo, and Country Love, produced by Steel well-known steel guitar legend Al Perkins. And there's a lot of uh, interesting minutiae provided by both producers, and you'd be quite surprised by the, um, by the musicianship that's actually on these uh, records uh, by Mike. And uh, we, in the addition, we go all the way back to, in time to Mike when Mike bought the Santa Barbara property. We're going to be getting into that in today's conversation. And we also go into other albums. Paul Farzo had a unique uh, writing experience with Mike in that he worked on First Love with him. And then in the early 90s, from 91 to 93, Mike and Paul worked on an album called World Peace Together. And that remained unreleased. And then again, between 2001 and 2006, Mike and Paul Farzo got back together and worked on what most is most commonly known as Mike Love, Not War. And then most of those recordings kind of morphed or were produced by Michael Lloyd and stripped away and kind of had a lot of stuff re-recorded that ended up inevitably on Mike's two-disc set, Unleash the Love, in 2017. But we get into all that in the new edition. And this excerpt that I'm of a conversation I had with Mike that I'm sharing with you today is really just going back to those early beginnings um, in Santa Barbara. And then we're going to close off the conversation with Mike talking about um, why he enjoys working with Paul Farzo as much as he does. Let's get started. I wanted to start, uh, if you don't mind, uh, back in uh, the 70s when you first uh, purchased... Um, I was curious about what year that you purchased the property in Santa Barbara that was uh, previously like an old a girl's camp or something? Yes, it was. It, it had been uh, belonged to an order of nuns, and, and, uh, and they had started a little girl's girl school there, or camp. Yeah, and it was a compound, which had um, one, two, three, four, five, six structures on it. One was a garage structure that I converted into a studio. And Adrian Baker lived there for a time. And we did some recordings there. But I also built five houses around the perimeter. And we had an organic garden there, which we planted according to the phase of the moon, using our resources to feed the farmer's Almanac, and, and we really had a really beautiful setting there for a while. We had a 
meditation room, called it a flying room, because we, not only would we meditate, we do the TMC program and practice our, the, our sutra for, for flying, or, you know, which is amounted to a bunch of hopping around at the time. <laughs> um, so it was quite a beautiful, uh, quite a beautiful place with the, with the garden and the, the trees are beautiful, but, uh, old Monterey pines. And uh, there was a cliff house there where I wrote, uh, one night I wrote um, that song about the crescent moon, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, glow, crescent glow on that moonship. I want to go. I was looking out and the, the crescent moon was in the sky and there were clouds uh, floating by it. And it looked just like sails on a, on a slip in the sky. And that gave rise to that song. And, uh, which I love that song. It's, very, it's like a lullaby almost. Morpheus, why have you forsaken me? I lie here wondering how the world would be To finally find the love I've longed for for so very long I cannot sleep and so I'll sing this song Glow Crescent glow on that moonship. I wanna go billowing clouds like swollen sails. Take me where there's love, like in fairy tales. Cupid, dear, you've struck me all too many times. Your fickle little darts have hurt this heart of mine. A thin infatuation Like a dream would fade away Like nights eclipse The sunshine of my day Still I say Glow, crescent glow On that moonship I wanna go Billowing clouds Like swollen sails Take me where there's love Like in fairy tales Earthly loves to everlast, I know that I must find A wonder share reflections of a love that is divine And know until I find her, I will seek her everywhere And Venus, it's to you I sing my prayer Glow, crescent glow On that moonship, I wanna go Swollen sails Take me where there's love Like in fairy tales As dawn is breaking, light appears upon a molten sea The crescent moon is fading fast as stars begin to flee I wished upon a shining star, or was it Mercury That soon the crescent moon returns to me Glow, crescent glow, on that moonship I wanna go 
billowing clouds Like swollen sails Take me where there's love Like in fairy tales Love like in fairy Hi, this is Wendy Wilson, and you're listening to Good Vibrations with David Beard. Now, that version of Crescent Moon, or Glow Crescent Grow, was actually titled Love Like in Fairy Tales and was released exclusively on the Endless Summer Quarterly Summer 2010, an ESQ offering from the Boys of Summer CD. That's the uh, only place it's appeared in that form officially. Uh, it's kind of that's kind of what you would have gotten had Mike released his Mike Love Not War album, day, or, you know, around 2006, 2007, and so this did not have the Michael Lloyd production on it. I like it a little bit better, quite a bit better actually. It's it's uh, feels warmer and kind of has more of a soulful consciousness to it. Well, as we go, Mike's now going to take us. He's going to talk a little bit more about the Santa Barbara uh, compound and and uh, what it was like to live up there and record. Uh, that was, it was quite a uh, beautiful place overlooking the, the ocean. And my daughter, Summer, was born there. Maharishi stayed there for a time. He actually stayed at, during the night at, at a, some people's home that, that he was, they were very, you know, dedicated meditators and devoted to him. But he would come down to my place at our compound and work on the core course syllabus for MIU, Maharishi International University, which is, was renamed several years ago Maharishi University of Management. But nonetheless, Maharishi is there. In fact, he, uh, there's the Samaveda tapes where the, uh, the uh, pundits are chanting, and they were recorded in, in my cliff house there overlooking the ocean. In fact, uh, I used to go and sit and listen to them um, videotaping and recording it. And, and so um, it was quite a incredibly spiritual and uh, beautiful place in which to live. And, and a lot of creativity came out of that place in that time. And a lot of spiritual spirituality and a lot of, you know, implementation of, of Maharishi's knowledge through the creation of MIU. And um, so that was a very fascinating uh, time. So as far as when I actually purchased it, I know it had to have been like 1970 or something something along those lines because I had lived in Beverly Hills for for a few years, like three or four years. Then I, I was split up from my Haley and Christian's mom, Suzanne, uh, sometime in 1969. And I had a, another home, which I'd, I had always had all along, in Manhattan Beach. And so uh, I actually moved to that house and uh, during the transition between, you know, living in Beverly Hills with Suzanne and Haley and Christian. And I lived, lived there for a while, but then I decided that, you know, I would like to live elsewhere other than, uh, somewhere other than 
Los Angeles or Beverly Hills or Manhattan Beach, as nice as they were. So I went all the way to Oregon and just drove down the coast. And, you know, I had almost I had a dialogue with somebody who owned the property that Alan Jardine uh, eventually bought in Sycamore Canyon in, in Big Sur. But that that didn't pan out. But I did find a really beautiful spot, a fellow named Chuck Williams, who was a devoted Beach Boys fan. In fact, his, his license plate, plate says BB1. <laughs> and he had, he had a room in his home. He passed away uh, 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 about a year ago. And um, that was, that, that was a, a, a big loss because he was a huge Beach Boys fan. And he actually found the property in Santa Barbara, and he said it's for rent and it's for sale and it's your bag. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I saw, I viewed the property and I immediately rented the main house out and simultaneously uh, made an offer to buy it, which, which in fact, indeed I did, and had it for a number of years until um, in 1981 I bought my place in. Uh, yeah, yeah. my place in Lake Tahoe. Okay. But then he um, came full-time there. Uh, I forget exactly when, but it's been probably somewhere around 30 years or so. Been there a long time. Uh, so I've been, I've been a Nevada resident for three decades now, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, so that... Uh, you know, I, I don't have exact dates or anything, but that's basically the broad strokes of it all. So okay. I have a studio at home in, in Lake Tahoe, which is great. For a while, we had a, a mobile recording studio where we backed the uh, truck up, and Charles Lloyd and, and Ron Altbach and I, we started a production company, and we did several albums through that company. That would have been in the, uh, the latter part of the 70s. Love Songs Productions. <laughs> that was really interesting. We did the uh, uh, Celebration album, did quite a bit of recording. During that, it was during that time, I believe, that I wrote the song Brian's Back, and uh, Carl sang on it, and uh, we uh, produced that up in in Santa Barbara in, at the studio there. Teenage gamblers sitting in a rambler Listening to the radio And then standing in the grandstands Following the game plan Watching life's plays unfold
of uh, Brian's Back that we just listened to. It's actually from 1998's Endless Harmony soundtrack CD that was released with the documentary of the same name around the same time. So I just wanted to play that version again. Uh, that's not the version that you hear on Unleash the Love. Uh, this, again, I feel is uh, a little bit more dialed back, warmer, just um, as produced, but uh, not, not quite as slick as the uh, material produced by Michael Lloyd on Unleash the Love. Uh, so now we're going to get into Mike talking about working with Paul Farzo and why he enjoyed the experience of working with Paul over the decades. First of all, uh, Paul is a fantastic keyboard player and a fantastic vocalist. He's just an extremely talented person. In addition to that, Paul was just an incredibly gifted musician, 
and he has his own band, as you know, called the Loading Zone. Yep. Mm -hmm. uh, they've recorded some oh, things together. It, from the San Francisco Haight-Asbury days, he went into deeply into med meditation, TM, transcendental meditation. So not only did he become a teacher of TM on the course like Alan Jardine that I did, but he, he took the TM City program when, when Maharishi started teaching the cities through the six-month courses that he did. I mean, you had to commit to six months. First of all, you had to be a teacher of TM. Second of all, you had to commit to six months, and which I did. And I wanted to go on an earlier one, but I, I contracted hepatitis, so I couldn't go on the first one or two. <clears throat> so, but I eventually did get there. And so, we both, we Paul and I both had that in common. The TM City thing, the 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 uh, appreciation of Maharishi's knowledge and the commitment to practicing it, so that we would be able to take fuller advantage of what we had intellectually and and physically and spiritually through the process of TM and the TM City program. So we had a lot of commonality there as well as um, uh, appreciation, I think, of each other's strengths uh, musically. I know the, uh, the piano, but I can't play it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I can hear things great. I mean, I have great pitch and all that. I mean, the ability to hear the notes, but He's a masterful player, and, you know, you just have to listen to uh, the uh, girl from Ipanema. He produced that, mm -hmm. and Scott Totten, of course, played the beautiful Spanish guitar on it. Uh, it it's Paul Farzel's production, and he did the, you know, he, he did the keyboard and all, and all that, and, and that little sound that sounds like a recorder to me, <laughs> I, I love that uh, uh, arrangement, and it, after... Maybe 12 years ago recording it, it finally showed up on the 12 Sides of Summer album.
Sasha e la menina che vede che passa non dolce balanzo cammino tu to Good Vibrations, a Beach Boys music program sponsored by Endless Summer Quarterly. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. It may be a little brief, but it, I did want to share, you know, at least an excerpt from my wonderful conversation with Mike Love. And of course, I appreciate Mike's time as always. And I think you're really going to be surprised um, if you were to pick up the new edition of Endless Summer Quarterly magazine, because there's so much information in it. Um, like a, it's, it, it dates back to first love and country love, uh, interviews with Paul Farzo that Mike talked about, um, who's, who produced first love. Then in the early nineties from 91 to 93 world, an album called world peace that Paul and Mike did together. That was completed again, 2001, roughly to 2006, which was the Mike love, not war album. And then of course, much of Paul's produced material ended up on Unleash the Love, and Paul's production of Daybreak Over the Ocean appears on the Beach Boys 2012, That's Why God Made the Radio Album. So Paul is quite a versatile musician. In fact, when you get the new issue, and I hope you'll pick it up because it's just so full of information, um, you're going to see that Paul actually has a 27 retro, uh, 27 uh, song, two-disc set retrospective of his career called songs from maharishi that is uh, relatively relatively easy to find and, and purchase and uh, some of the material on that to disc set was actually part of the world peace album that paul worked on with mike so it's all very interesting so in the new edition i interview paul 
steel guitar, Nashville legend, Al Perkins, who produced Country Love, engineer Jeff Peters, who was around in the Santa Barbara days and was the engineer for First Love. Jeff was also later on the producer for the World Peace album. Then Tom Gordon entered the picture, engineer Tom Gordon, interviewed him, and he talks about working with Paul and Mike on the Mike Love Not War material. Paul, Tom, and Mike all discussed Daybreak Over the Ocean and what happened with the version that appeared on That's Why God Made the Radio. Then Sam Hollander, and if you don't know that name, he's a new name to Beach Boys fans, I, I would certainly think, but Sam was voted recently this year in 2019 as by Billboard as the number one rock songwriter. That's quite a quite a, quite an accomplishment and recognition. Um, so Mike's been working with uh, Sam Hollander now for two albums, Reason for the Season, and again on the new album, 12 Sides of Summer. Along with Sam is Josh Edmondson, who worked close with Sam on the Reason for the Season album with Mike, and again on the new 12 Sides of Summer album. So it's really a great big retrospective. And also, I, I, I would be remiss if I forgot to mention Scott Totten, who produced half the material on Reason for the Season and half the material on the new 12 Sides of Summer collection that was released by Mike back in July of this year. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I strongly recommend if you like anything you heard today, and I hope you did, then you pick up the fall 2019 edition of Endless Summer Quarterly Magazine. Just head over to esquarterly.com. So that's E-S-Q-U-A-R-T-E-R-L-Y.com. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll be back soon.